0: Welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, your go-to source for straight up business advice. Hi, and welcome to today's podcast. We have the Instagram expert, Steph, who's the founder of We Are Wild Bloom. Welcome to the podcast, Steph. Hi, thanks so much for having me. So do you want to quickly run me through what you do um, all day, every day for brands, but then I want to jump into um, the Instagram 101, which is everyone's hot topic. I get asked about it all the time as a business coach. So I'm going to drill you with questions from our Instagram community and then also just questions that I get inundated with from coaching clients. So yeah, tell us a little bit about you first. Yeah, sounds good. All right. So I'm the founder of Wildbloom, which
1: is a wellness marketing consultancy. Basically, we work with honest brands to grow their businesses through digital marketing and content marketing. I also run my other business, which is stephtaylor.co, where I demystify marketing for small business owners. and I have a podcast socialette (laughs) so I
0: have my fingers in many pies busy woman Uh, yeah very busy woman (laughs) awesome so um obviously Instagram is a hot topic for business what is like what what's your take on it what do you think the actual secret to Instagram is because you know yeah, let's jump in with that. What do you think? Yeah. Of the secret? Oh
1: my goodness, do you have like an hour? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I reckon secret number one is know your audience. So know who you're posting for. It's all well and good following like all the expert tips, but if you don't actually know who's on the other side of your post, yeah. scrolling through their feed, then you're missing like a crucial ingredient in we, yeah. the whole recipe. Um, And secret number two would just be consistently showing up even if you feel like you're posting to crickets and nobody's commenting, nobody's liking, nobody's following you, just consistently keep showing up and it will start to happen. It just takes a
0: while. I love both of those because I think what the common denominator with both of them is, and I even forget this, is there's somebody on the other side. Yes. Like there's people and if you lose track of that, then you become a billboard pretty much. Right. Yeah. And people, people get so hung up and they're
1: like, Oh, I only have a hundred followers. That's a hundred real people. Yeah. a like, hundred
0: people in a room at a event
1: and you'd be so... Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. So A, hey, remembering there is someone on the other side. We will jump into how to figure that out and, you know, get to know them if they're not talking back to you. But... What do you think the importance of Instagram is for businesses? Like, is it still a thing? Like, do, is following, getting, gaining a following still, like, valuable for a business?
1: Yes and no. Like, I think it's less important now for people to, for businesses to focus on the follower number and more yeah. about the, um, the connection that they're building with those followers. Mm. So rather than focusing it on a way of getting new people into their funnel or like, Getting new people to meet their business. They should be using Instagram as a way to nurture those people who are already interested in their business. Plus it's kind of, it's becoming more and more of a branding exercise now as well. Like people will come to your Instagram page often before they've even gone to your website or your Facebook page or anything else. They will look you up on Instagram
0: and your first impression on there is so important. That it's so true. I even find myself as a consumer looking for an Instagram over Google sometimes.
1: Yeah, and like especially so if you have a um, like a location, maybe it's an event space or a cafe or something like that. Like if you're, people will go to Instagram and look for that location before they go to Google Maps or anything else.
0: Yeah, and I'll look at like especially if I'm going to a restaurant or a cafe. I will look at like what the interior looks like and what the meals look like and also like what other people have tagged you know as meals and yeah stuff. like a, I'm such a visual person like that I'd check that the meals are instagramable <laughs> the world we live in um yeah. <laughs> no I'm the visual person in terms of like I'm gonna suss what like you know what I think the meals are like or what kind of coffee they're serving over like a Google review.
1: <laughs> oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think like, I mean, obviously it does depend on who your audience is, but if if your audience is that kind of person
0: who is going to look at Instagram before anything else, then it is even more important. Absolutely. So do you think it's like, I remember I used to talk about um to a lot of clients about really nailing those first kind of nine images. You know, when you're um, first starting out, I always say, people to get those nine images but in terms of like that's the first few images that people see if they don't they never scroll down your account tell us through like is there a bit of a strategy to like what you should be posting in terms of um like showcasing what what you have to offer or putting your face there or you know a formula that way Yeah. Um, well, there's no
1: real like formula per se, because I mean, obviously every business is very different. And if you've got a personal brand, obviously you're going to be showing your face a lot more than if you've got a slightly different brand or if you've got a bigger business where you don't really have like one person who's the face of it. Mm. But, um, I guess like in showcasing your first nine images, you want to make sure that they're consistent with your whole brand look and feel. Um, and like, obviously, you, you, like if somebody clicks through to your website from the link in your bio, you don't want them to be so confused because they were just clicking on a, they they were on an Instagram page with um, nine pink photos and then they click through to the website and it's like, I don't know, green and red. Yeah. <laughs> like very, very drastic example, uh-huh. but you want to make sure it's consistent with everything else. Um, You want to make sure you're not just being super promotional in every single post. Mm-hmm. So. Make sure there's a bit of value in there, a bit of connection building content. Like, tell stories. Mm. Nobody really tells stories. There are very few people who do it well. And those, uh, like, I notice in the captions where I tell stories, I get so much more yeah. engagement than if I'm just talking. Like, if I'm just talking about marketing facts or if I'm promoting a product or anything like that.
0: Mm. Yeah, that would be my biggest tips. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. Like, I remember when I was in New York at the end of last year and. Um, what I was really like, I had a lot of stories to tell and I had a lot of space in my day and my like to like really like delve into like what was going on for me and what I wanted to share. And my engagement went crazy and like probably more so just like the comments. And I ended up getting picked up by a couple of brands to be like ambassadors or whatever. And they wow, on how high yeah. the engagement was
1: and that's because you were being real right mm. like you weren't you weren't trying to put on this persona that you're not and i yeah. think a lot of businesses get they they try to show like the highlight reel which yeah okay instagram is in some way a highlight reel but you should also be just real with the people who are following you like they they deserve to see the real you
0: yeah and i think that's a really good point because it's like it's an authentic piece that kind of cuts through the all of the bullshit in the marketing and it's this almost like refreshing piece where you're just like, ah, that's something really real. And I think on a human level and like a heart level we actually resonate with that, you know? Yeah, so much more. Like it's that connection building that happens. like
1: it it, it all happens at that level when you realize, actually, that's not a business, that's a person,
0: there's a person behind that business. Yeah, and then I guess it comes back to that first tip you gave, which is remembering that there's humans on the other side of your yes. post, you know, all those likes and comments are actually real people. Yeah, well, most of the time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> assuming they're not bots. Um, so, um, what about the whole hashtag? Actually, before we jump into hashtags, um what's your advice for someone who might because I know that you know I often work with a lot of clients who um go but I don't have the time or how do you find the time um to tell the story or to you know be vulnerable or open or real on Instagram what's your advice for that
1: Well, okay. So Instagram has changed. You don't have to be posting three times a day, every day anymore. Like you used to have to, but now that the feed's not chronological anymore, you can get away with posting three times a week if you really want to. Mm -hmm. That's totally fine. Um, so don't, don't stress yourself out by feeling like you have to be posting every single day, three times a day. That's just going to stress you out. You'll probably stick to that for like a week and Mm -hmm. then you'll give up. So don't do that. And then my other tip would be just batch Like try and create as much content as you can in like a couple of hours and then just
0: schedule it and then you don't have to worry about it for a long time. Yeah, cool. I also um, encourage people to like, I think people forget that it is also a very effective and free marketing tool. Like, yes. you know, I looked at my MailChimp subscription the other day and I'm up to paying like a hundred and something dollars a month. And I'm like, that's to, that's, I have to pay that to just even be able to talk to my audience. Right. Whereas yeah. I can pick up my Instagram, my phone and my Instagram account and talk to the same amount of people, if not more, um, in a free video. And I'm like, I just had this realization of how privileged and lucky we are to have these tools as well and to not take them for granted or get too negative and down about you know how consuming they can be and actually if you shift your energy and make it more of a well this is a free marketing tool that's I've been given to talk to mass number of people like that's a privilege
1: yes exactly and like um I don't know I think it, it, it is a like it is a free marketing tool. So you do have to remember that it's just one part of your overall strategy. Yeah. Like you can't just rely on it because yeah. if it were to disappear overnight, then like you'd be screwed. Yeah. But you're so right. Like it's such a great free way to reach people. And like I love I love what you're you're doing with Instagram lives. So if anyone's thinking of doing Instagram lives, like <laughs> check yeah. out Kay's Instagram lives. <laughs> they look amazing. Um, but yeah, like it's um, we're so we're so lucky to have that I don't even like it's a what is it like it's not even it's almost like it's another world
0: yeah really. I actually um listened to this podcast the other day about Lady Gaga and how she started and when she first started out the only way that she could get her music or her talent or her skill set right to the masses was to go through a production company or a radio or a news. So there was a handful of people who held the power to push your skill set, your creativity out to the masses. And what Instagram and social media has done, and Lady Gaga was one of the first musicians to take control of like building her own audience and she ended up making it through MySpace videos yeah, um, and that was how she got recognized and really got the traction because she was, she used social media to create her own channel and go, well, if the radios won't play me, then I'll, um, build my own audience. And yeah. I just feel like that's like such a great example of like, Hey, not long ago, you know, if you wanted to be credible, you had to have $5,000 to run an ad in a, in a magazine or something, you know? Um, and you don't have to yeah. do that anymore. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. And I reckon Instagram is like a million times more powerful than an ad in a magazine. I mean, like, yeah, okay, there's something very credible about having an ad in a
0: magazine, but does it build connection like Instagram can? Probably not. And it's not instantaneous, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And you can't measure it. So...
0: So, you're not doing my magazine advertising any wraps. Sorry, <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> there's still, no. You, there's still something incredible about being a print guys. <laughs> yes, there
1: is. No, you're right. There is.
0: Yeah, with wraparound digital content.
1: <laughs> it's a combination, though. Like yeah. I said, like everything plays a part in your strategy. Yeah. You don't want to just put all your eggs in one basket.
0: Yeah, that's true. Good point. Um, so the hashtags work. Yes, and no <laughs>
1: um they do they do obviously help for discoverability, but a lot of the time, like the comments and the likes that you're getting from using those hashtags, they're not from real people, they're yeah. from bots, yeah or they're from people who are just trying to grow their own following
0: yeah
1: but but that said, there are still a lot of community hashtags that work really well. So if you avoid using like the oversaturated, like really popular ones and you focus on some smaller niche communities, you'll actually find that you do reach more of the people who are the right people, not not bots and not um, people who are trying to follow get more followers.
0: Yeah, cool. And how do you find the right hashtags or how do you find those smaller communities? Yeah. Well, so I guess
1: like on um, – if you hang out a lot in like Facebook groups and Pinterest, a <laughs> lot of <laughs> – I spend a lot of time that online. That was so, a
0: geeky
1: texting to say. <laughs> if you um yeah. if you hang out in these you'll find often a lot of a lot of these um well Pinterest boards, Pinterest group boards and Facebook groups have their own hashtags on Instagram oh. plus if you just have a bit of a stalk, like click into certain hashtags and look at the posts that people have posted under those and then click into them, see what hashtags they're using and just go down like these big rabbit holes of (laughs) hashtags. Like you will probably spend half a day doing this. (laughs) So don't do it when you have a full to-do list. But (laughs) once you've got like your list of hashtags, split it into different hashtag sets and then you can use different hashtags for each post rather than just always using the same ones over and over and over.
0: Yeah, cool. Good advice and also brings me to the point that we were chatting before the podcast started, which is like actually investing in building your community and finding your community this way because you and I both talked about how when we first started out and I still do this, is like if there's an event on that has got creative entrepreneurs or some sort of target market of mine, I will go and engage with that um, hashtag all day on the oh. Instagram and I did this from the, yeah. I've done this from the very beginning. A lot of people say like, how did you build your audience? And I'm like, I was probably at least maybe, you know, once or twice a week, I I'd, I'd dedicate about an hour to getting on hashtags and going down rabbit holes and finding my community. Like that's how I found my business partner, Tess Robinson from Smack Bang Designs it was um, through following Smack Bang on Instagram and Collabasaurus. Wow. And like that whole Sydney crew that I, you know, end up a now like a big part of my friendship circle and colleagues and business partners. Um, but it was all through Instagram connections and spending time on there and building rapport. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Like
1: I, when I first started Wild Bloom, I think I spent about half an hour a day. Yeah, like engaging with people, but not like not the hor- people. Okay, people hear like, oh, you need to engage with people to grow your following, mm. and they think it just means like going through in bulk following people. Don't yeah. do that. Like it's just, it's so transparent and it's not a good look for your business. Mm. If you are just following and unfollowing people, like you, you know, when you've seen somebody follow you and then like a week later it pops up that they followed you again and you're like, mm. okay, cool. You unfollowed me and now you're following me again. Yeah. I so also it's think very, it's, like, it's very like, it's not a good look. Don't do
0: it. Yeah. What, when it works really well is when it's a, um, like a, you can tell that it's a human comment. You know, like you can tell that someone's like, Oh, I love this book, like or I was there last weekend or you know, it's like you bring the humanness to it again and just being like, I really love what you guys are doing, or you know.
1: Yeah, or but even like I love what you guys are doing can be like people might think that's a bot comment, Mm -hmm. but like if you yeah, like you said, like, Oh, I also love this book, or Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with that too, or like, I loved your story, here's my story, those kinds of things so it does take a lot of time to do it properly, but it's so much more meaningful than if you're just posting generic comments or emojis or whatever mm. on everyone's posts.
0: Yeah, and I think you and I both said that um once you like you spend the time and energy Yeah, you spend the time and energy doing this in the beginning and then you actually get momentum and traction.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you'll find that like you start to make business friends mm. and as you start I'm not 100% sure on Instagram's algorithm for working this out, but if you, if somebody follows one of those people, you'll put, start to pop up in their, rec, their suggested yeah. people to follow. I think it's if you share a lot of similar followers, because I've noticed that like my business friends and I, if you follow them, my account pops up. Likewise, if you follow me, their accounts pop up.
0: Yeah, that's true actually. Um, sometimes if I'm standing next to someone and we start talking about business or whatever, and they go, Oh, are you on Instagram? And they open their phone and I'll watch them follow me, and I'm like, Oh, who else gets recommended here? And I'll go and look. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, cool. So, how do you get the attention of big brands on Instagram? Is it, I know that, um, yeah, is it a possible thing or like people that you do want to work with or?
1: It depends on whether they are managing their Instagram account themselves or if they've got somebody else managing it for them mm-hmm. if they've got if they're doing it themselves, then a hundred percent you can you'll find that most like most big brands with a good Instagram presence will be on their dms checking them every day so definitely like reach out to them, but obviously only reach out if you've got an idea in mind and it's like a mutually beneficial collaboration which I think you've talked. This podcast before, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I think I have. Um, How to approach the big brands? Maybe it was a topic. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. So follow those steps, but do an Instagram DM. <laughs> and one thing that I actually a tip that I learned actually from somebody else was in when you're sending them a DM, send them a video message rather than really? a written message. So, like, a they can see it's not copy and paste, and yeah. b when they're scrolling through their message requests, it'll show up as. Blue, rather than just
0: black text, so that
1: yeah, so it stands out in their crowded DM
0: inbox. Wow, that's a cool little tip. I actually make sure I always sign off, Kayleen, and then I put founder as well. So I'm like, that yeah, I'm like, hey guys, and I'll and what I do. I mean, I teach this in pitching in general, but also. Try and, like, make something personal. So relate to something like, hey, I saw that you were at this event or, you know, like something that shows you're not a bot or whatever. Yeah,
1: or, like, I love I love that you got a new puppy. What's your puppy's name? Like, yeah. stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and also what you can do if you are trying to get the attention of a big brand, I would say you can also um, go and like a bunch of their photos so that you're, you know, that bunch of you'll come up in that feed. As it, like startup creative like all these posts or whatever and then when they see the inbox it's like a legit like it matches them you know it's like another way to for them to see you're engaged, like that you actually have visited their account or whatever
1: yeah exactly or if you reply to their instagram stories or mm. just like interact with them yeah for a little while maybe before even pitching to them so they know
0: yeah that's like you're kind idea. of already a
1: familiar face
0: yeah, and be a legit in interactor too. You know, like yeah, and and don't be afraid to rebrand some of their stuff if it if it suits and all of that.
1: Yeah, and don't be afraid to reach out. Like, I think a lot of people freak out and they think like, oh, this big brand would never get back to me. You'd be surprised.
0: Yeah, I actually I think I maybe talked about this. I um, got the attention of well, I did get the attention of Dr. Joe Dispenza on Instagram, who's like my guru. oh my god. If anyone, <laughs> if anyone follows Startup Creative, they know that I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> um, and I'm in negotiations with his team around getting him on the podcast, which is wow, fucking hustle. But um, that started that conversation started on Instagram, and mainly because I Instagram him most weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um but also qt hotels we ended up doing a collaboration with them and we reached out to them on instagram
1: yeah or like some of my initial clients way back when i was just freelancing doing social media management for cafes like back in 2013 i used to dm cafes and be like basically all i'd say was your instagram is shit
0: um
1: (laughs) we can do a better job
0: (laughs) that's awesome i love it um Okay, should I show my face? I get this from clients all the time, especially ones who are starting out. Should I show my face? Is it more um, engaging to show your face on Instagram? And then if you're going to show your face, do you then have to show – your every move on Instagram? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yes to showing your face unless there's like a legit reason in your business why you can't. Like maybe if it's a, I don't know, like a really corporate kind of brand, maybe not, but I would generally, generally say yes, show your face because like people connect with people way yeah. more than they connect with like a nameless, faceless business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, show them that they're actually, when they're supporting you, they're supporting a person. They're not supporting like another company. Um, and then as for showing your every move, Uh um, it comes down to your audience. Like, I don't know, some, some people do this really well and it's usually like big name influencers and they've got like people who are just following every single, like Mm. if they use a certain brand of toothpaste they'll go and buy that toothpaste Yeah, yeah. because of that so I mean if your audience isn't really into that kind of thing you might be just turning them off and yeah. you might be better off saving your Instagram stories for interesting things rather than just putting content out there for content's sake
0: yeah yeah and I think it's also going back to that point that you said before which is like if you're going to put all of you know um pink on your instagram account and then they get to your website and it's red and yellow it's like you it's the same with the insta stories it's like if you're going to advertise all over your instagram that you're a professional doing this and that then you know instagramming too many like nights out or yeah. <laughs> you know hungover mornings or you know like to... behind the scenes is good but yeah make sure it's still brand aligned you want to make sure you're like, not damaging if your you're reputation. selling
1: health food products, maybe don't um show that mcdonald's meal in
0: your insta story yeah. yeah 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 the authenticity the um consistency right yeah yes. yeah cool um so someone on instagram's asked um and i don't know if there this is there's an answer to it but how do you have the biggest impact on Instagram without um with the minimum effort?
1: Um
0: oh, That is a really good right?
1: question. Um Well, again, okay, so don't worry about posting too often. That's um that's that. Don't worry about spending heaps of time following and unfollowing and commenting and all of that. Mm-hmm. Just really focus on getting your content good. Mm -hmm. So instead of spending all your time, like instead of spending that time that you would normally worry about growing your followers or whatever, just spend that time and that energy on getting good content because that is ultimately what will have the biggest
0: impact. Well, that's why people are on Instagram, right? To actually get something from you of value. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or because they love your brand and they want to see what else is happening.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Totally. But people are looking for. Like quality content, right? They want to, they want to digest stuff. They want to rebrand. They want to see how your items look in real life, or you know. they want
1: inspiration. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Yeah, cool. Um, and then, so should people be spending a lot of money on Instagram content?
1: Um, in the early days, I would say probably not. Um, but you'll find, like, if you're spending money getting professional photos taken, then you can actually use those all throughout your website, like all your touch points. So that's a good investment. Yeah. Um, In terms of like spending money outsourcing your content, in the early days, I would say no, especially because you're still trying to figure out what your audience likes and what they they react to best. So that's something that you're better off doing yourself. Yeah. If you've got somebody else managing it all for you, you're not going to be hands-on. You're not going to know what's performing well what um people are saying all of that kind of stuff yeah because it is a two-way conversation at the end of the day people yeah. forget that but it's you're not just posting for the sake of posting you're having it you're opening a conversation with your followers
0: and it's relationship building you have the opportunity to like and that you know i think that's why my instagram lives do so well is because it's like hey i'm here i'm real this is my advice this is how i'm doing in my business or you know, when I was in New York, it was like, Hey, I'm running, I'm like, I would interview people or show people around New York, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. You're being, you're being present for your followers and you're showing them actually, like, I appreciate that you guys are following me. Here's some value, like some stuff you can learn. And yeah, like you do that really well.
0: Yeah. Thanks girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's a really good point. If you're not, if you can't afford, or you're not there yet, or it's not, um, you know, relevant for you to be investing in other people making your content. Where's the best place to get it, or how do you still make it look good? Can you regram other people's stuff? I always get that question.
1: Yeah, you, you can, but I always recommend asking for permission first because it is like it. Their content is like. The, because of copyright issues, basically, you need to ask for
0: permission. Even um, if you're tagging them,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like giving them credit does not does not absolve any of those issues. So you've really? got to ask them for permission. Um, stock photos, they work. Um, yeah, stock photos are probably if you don't if you're not so confident with a camera yourself, then yeah. stock photos. Canva for creating your own graphics. There are yeah. so many templates you can get online. So you don't even really have to put like, you don't have to have much design (laughs) ability to be able to put together a good looking Canva quote. Yeah. There's lots of
0: templates.
1: Yeah. And just focusing on the captions because yeah. Okay. It is a visual platform, but actually you're also the the visuals only go so far. The captions are where you start to build that connection.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's the way you get to put that personal voice in, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, awesome. And then um, back to the question that we were talking about at the beginning is um, I think the advice you gave was knowing who you're talking to on the other end. So can you maybe just um, give us three top tips as to how to like define your target market or like find them on Instagram and get their attention?
1: Yeah. Well, so I I prefer to think of them as like an ideal customer or client rather than target market. Like it's yeah. so much easier to write an Instagram post if you've got one person in mind rather than a whole range of people because you're like, oh, well this person might like this, but then yeah, this person cool. might not find it funny. Just think of one ideal person. You'll still attract all the others, but just think of one. Um, have a look at the hashtags where your um, where that ideal person would be hanging out. Go and engage with them there. Think about what blogs they follow, what influences they follow, um, what authors they read, all those sorts of things. Go and have a look at the people who are following there and engage with those people.
0: Yeah. Cool. So kind of just be in their circles. What, sorry? So kind of like just being in their circles. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And like start to start to think of it as a proper like a proper friendship that you're building it's not just you don't want somebody just as a follower you want to actually build a long-term relationship with that person because like you you never know what collaboration opportunities might come your way in the future or maybe maybe like you'll have some work to refer to them or vice versa so just yeah you never know what could happen
0: it's so creepy isn't it i'm never letting my kids on instagram (laughs) (laughs) Think about building relationships with people that you've never met before,
1: yeah, <laughs> well, people use it for for actual relationships, which is I think's even scarier,
0: yeah, it's pretty well, yeah, sliding into people's dms and stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um okay, cool, well, I think that's some incredible tips. Is there anything else that you're dying that people like you see all the time and you're like people need to know this about Instagram,
1: yeah, I. I I don't know. I guess the biggest one is knowing where Instagram fits in with all both your entire marketing funnel yeah. and what the next step you want people to take after they leave your Instagram page is. So, do you want them to, I don't know, download your free ebook and get onto your onto your email list or do you want them to head to your website? to shop, which they might not buy, but maybe you're going to retarget them with abandoned cart emails or Facebook ads. Like you need to know how all of these things fit in together. And I think like a huge mistake people make is they just look at it in isolation and they they think, well, I'm not getting any sales from Instagram. It's not working, but it's playing a whole part Mm -hmm. in that buyer journey, Mm -hmm. that journey between when somebody meets your brand and when they actually buy from you or work with you. So Just because you're not seeing like visible results from Instagram doesn't mean you're not getting results.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And something that I always suggest to people is like like that consistently showing up is people are in your sales funnel, you know, like they're they're building their opinion on you, whether they're interacting with you or not. And probably at least once or twice a week, I get a, a coaching inquiry and the opening line is... I've been following you for two years now or whatever. <laughs> like yeah. and it's like, oh, like this is why you have to keep showing up, you know? People are there deciding whether they're gonna spend money with you or when the time's right, you'll you're gonna be their first pick, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I've I've exactly exactly the same thing. Like when I last launched a new product, somebody like I, I go through and I look at the people who've bought and I like check them out on Instagram, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and Most of the time they've been following me and it's like, okay, so that person didn't actually come from Facebook ads. They might've seen a Facebook ad and purchased from seeing that ad, but they've been following me on Instagram before that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you're,
1: yeah, you're spot on with that.
0: Yeah. There's people out there making up their opinion of you and, you know, I think I always say is like the moment like there's people and the timing might not be right for some people as well you know you've got to trust that people have got their own you know financial commitments or whatever else they've got going on and that when as soon as you nail that you know call to action and you really hit that um that that need that they're looking for or why they're following you or one day would you know engage with you is you're going to be their first choice because you've been there you're consistently there you know, you keep reminding them of, yeah whatever solution or problem that you can help them with. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Cool. Every time they log onto Instagram, if your post is at the top or your Instagram stories is at the front of their little Instagram stories, room, like, yeah, you're going to be at the front of their mind
0: as well. Yeah, absolutely. Keep showing up, guys. And so yes. Steph, I think you've got a more detailed product um, that people can um, purchase, right? You do this in more detail for people.
1: Yeah. So I've got an Instagram ebook called Insta Domination. And basically, it's the ultimate guide to marketing your business on Instagram. It's an ebook and it's a workbook. And it'll help you put together that, like, that beautiful, effortless Instagram feed, but one that actually has a strategy behind it because it's all well and good having a beautiful Instagram feed. But if it's not actually helping you go any closer to your goals, then you're kind of wasting your time. Um, basically, it dives really deep into things like writing captions, choosing hashtags, how to stand out. Yeah. Um, yeah, like
0: pretty much everything you could need to know. Even about Instagram like how to business. do your bio and things like that as well, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of hacks in there for your bio and your headline and your username and all yeah. of that.
0: Yeah, which I think is really important. Like people don't put enough emphasis on their bio, and I hate when people try to be too cryptic. It's like, You've got two seconds to tell me exactly what you do and you know why I should choose you as my service yeah. provider or whatever. So just stop being so cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, my
1: my quick formula is usually what you do, what um, why people should follow you, and what they should do next.
0: Yeah. So awesome. if you're
1: writing a bio, try and tick off all three of those things. Nailed it.
0: So um, we'll do a link in the Instagram in our notes for um, on our Startup Creative Podcast site. Um, Steph's um Instagram domination um ebook so make sure you head over there otherwise yeah otherwise it's
1: you can get it at stephtaylor.co forward slash ebook awesome really simple link
0: (laughs) nailed it awesome thank you so much for your tips Steph loved having you thanks so much for having me it's been a great chat awesome good luck guys Thank you so much for tuning into the Startup Creative Podcast. If you get a chance, head to iTunes and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified every time there's a new podcast up. See you next week.